mama? friends and welcome back to another episode of go ask your mom i'm alicia and i'm tiffany and you're listening to podcast number i have forgotten but we didn't do one last week so really sorry about that oh guys we had every intention of posting one even late we were like we could just post it in a couple days it's fine but as you can tell we didn't we didn't no Sometimes, guys, life just is busy, and you need you need some downtime. So we, we took a weekend. We did, yeah. Um, we did have some people ask if we died, <laughs> but we are still here. We here. We alive. We so, were just tired. But but we felt um, bad. We did. I, I, I missed doing it. We really, really enjoy it. We, we really do. So no more weeks off for us, guys. You got to think about it too. Like we're doing this with our spouse. So it's 35 to 55 minutes of uninterrupted time of just talking to our best friend. That's pretty awesome. So we really like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what happened um, over the last couple weeks with us. First of all, um, I think we kind of touched on it in a previous episode, just kind of like as a hint. Um, but Tiffany and I are trying to get pregnant. Yeah. That's kind of a big thing to say. It is a big thing to say. On our podcast. And it's super taboo, right? Because, and I didn't want to talk about it at first because, you know, you always want, you, you always want, you know, to surprise people or, um, you know, see their reactions and you don't want to feel pressured or disappointment. But the reality is, is that we put up that pressure on ourselves. When we're trying to think about surprising people. We're just trying to get pregnant in general. Yeah. And um, in case, in case anyone was wondering, it's kind of a hard process for, <laughs> for us. So, um, but you know, we're not going to touch on it too much just because I yeah. think we're going to devote probably next week's podcast just to that. And yeah, the process, that, that and, journey, and yeah, the journey that we've had while trying. But I say all this to ask for all the prayers, positive vibes, uh, whatever you believe. <laughs> um, send them our way because um, we've been trying for a while now, and well, <laughs> what seems like a while, I yeah. guess I should say. But um, anyway, and we should be finding out soon. Yeah. Um, but we feel good this month, and we're we just we're hoping for all the positive energy and yeah. prayers. So send them our way. Yep. <laughs> also, send me some prayers because Lord knows. Do you know what I was doing this week? What I was looking at, like you said, what you actually do know what I was doing this week. I was just trying to like feed into it. You know I like I mean? to, like I'm yeah. I was looking into <laughs> a summer camp schedule for our kids, mm. and um, I've never put the kids in summer camps before. And as I was looking at the pricing guide for summer sh- summer camps, I uh, I figured out why. So <laughs> I was like, holy smokes. Um, but we are putting them in some summer camps this year. They're very excited about it. Um, we have to work. So yeah. they have to do something, they, they gotta obviously. got to go somewhere. So we're looking at that. Um, so we made a little list. And I think that Phoenix 
is kind of deciding they get to choose two summer camps. Mm-hmm. So Phoenix, I think, has pretty much decided on um, horse camp. She's going to do some horseback riding camp. Mm-hmm. And then she's not entirely sure what the other one was. She was talking about maybe Harry Lego Harry Potter camp or um, um, cooking camp. There's a cooking camp and... I'm not there was, sure. There was another I one too, but I can't. I, rem- I can't remember. Interested it now. in, but and then I have it written down. But and Maddox ha- is pretty sold on art camp and cooking camp. Yeah. So um, we'll see how that um, transpires over the next few, yeah. few months, and if we can um, get them in and get them. We are home. registering Phoenix for the horse camp just because. It takes a village, right? So, like, my mom and my aunt are going to help us. <laughs> with some transportation. With some transportation because it's it's in Lincoln, close to my hometown. So, they're going to help us out when it comes to that. But she's very excited. She is really excited. I'm terrified, but I'm sure she'll do great. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and, and guess what else happened? I was doing some laundry, and I took our uh, clothes out of the dryer, and then I put them back in the dryer because they were wet still. And then I took them out of the dryer and again. And she was like, did I hit start? <laughs> you always have to ask yourself. It's <laughs> multitasking. Yeah. And I was like, did I even do this? So I definitely hit start the second time. No, dryer's broken, guys. So that sucks. Yeah, uh, it's it's a necessity. Yeah, like you use it all the time. <laughs> and it's kind of important. Turns out I can't just stop wearing clothes because our dryer is broken. Yeah. yeah. So we are having to do our laundry at my in-laws house oh yeah i keep asking my mom i said uh do you have a your your dryer free <laughs> she's like yes so so while we're waiting on laundry right now we're also recording in their bedroom because they're gone it's a true story this uh, this podcast this episode coming from yeah. my mom's bedroom so <laughs> at her work desk which we were gonna film like a video snippet like usual but behind us is like Valerie Morrison, 15 years, all of her award stuff from work. So It's very classy. I like it. Yeah. But doesn't really scream, go ask your mom podcast. So. <laughs> I guess yeah, technically we've been asking our, mo- asking our mom about laundry and, and then not asking, but asking for forgiveness rather than permission to use her room and her work desk. That's true. She has no idea. She'll find out when she listens to this podcast. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Guess what else broke, though, this week? Hmm. <laughs> See, you did it, too. It's just oh, kind of I a natural it, yeah, thing. Um, Maddox's pump. Yeah. <sighs> so, as you know, our youngest has type 1 diabetes. She has a pump, and it regulates her insulin intake. Now, she's had this pump for three years now. Mm-hmm. And um, right, she, she got it when she was two. She was little, so... Yeah, and it's never had any issues. It's never no. failed on us, so it's never mm-hmm. broken. But um, she was at school, and all of a sudden, it, it stopped detecting the cartridge, and so it, it just broke. Um, when we got her back, I called uh, from school. I called tech support for her pump, and they were going through the process of trying to like troubleshoot and figure it out. And I told him, I said, no, it's a cartridge alert 30. And he goes, I'm sorry, what? He goes, I don't know what that is. So he looked into it. He goes, your pump's broken. So yeah. he's like, you need a new one. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And it was like this realization that we were going to have to... Go back to like manually dosing Maddox. Like giving her individualized shots, shots and and manually calculating yeah. 
her dosage. Here's the thing. Before she had a pump, she got four shots every single day. It's true. So she would get her Lantus, which is her, like, her long-lasting, every morning. Night. Nope. We used to do it at breakfast. Well, she got it at night the other day. Yeah, no. It used to be at breakfast. She'd get two shots, one at breakfast, and then the other one was just her normal insulin. Mm-hmm. And then lunch, she would get another insulin shot. Dinner, she'd get another insulin shot. And so you would rotate spots, like it was in her arm, her stomach, and her thigh. And then the lantis was always like in her back thigh. And like it was the like part the left thigh. and the right. And yeah. The left and so the anyway, right. so it was absolute insanity. But like, she handled it like a champ back then because she was so used to it. Like, she still didn't like it, but she didn't cry or anything. But let me tell you, when we had to give her shots that night huge crocodile tears she was very she was so scared because she couldn't remember what to expect and like it sucks who wants to get shots you know and so it was um gosh it was really really hard and then tiffany literally didn't sleep at all that night oh my gosh it was so bad the the first bout of insulin batch of insulin that we gave her at dinner was ineffective so we got a new set and I recalculated based on her blood sugar and gave her some insulin. And it was starting to work. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to go to bed. Her right, because we were worried. really high. Yeah, and if it stays high, like, uh, she, Tiffany had gone to work. So I was with the kids that night, but I had put them down for bed. And I ended up calling her, like, an hour after she left. Because Maddox's number was registering as high, still tre- <laughs> still trending higher. Oh, man. And so, so what that means is her, her blood sugar is, like, registering at, at over 400. And so, so if she stays that high, then that's what puts people into ketosis and she could go into a coma. Like it's a, it's a, a real thing. Scary. So I called her and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. Cause I mean, I haven't calculated it. Like the pump does all that for us. And so I was like, I, I mean, I haven't calculated in three years. I used to calculate right. it. But yeah. anyway, I was just like, I don't really know what to do. Like at this point it's a guessing game, but her number's not good. So Tiffany had told me like, I'll check it when I get home. Cause I was going to go to bed and she came in. She was like, "Hey, if it if it doesn't come down after this round of insulin, like we're gonna have I to take her, take her in." Take her ACH, yeah. Um. So anyway, it was it was super scary, and then she she plummeted. Yeah, I was gonna say she was. She, then she started trending downward, and I was like, "Sweet, I'll go to bed." So I went to bed, but her CGM woke us up. Her CGM is her continuous. She says us, but it was her. Like I was passed monitor. out. So yeah, so it alerts us if she gets too low, and so her alarm went off on my phone, and um. She was having a terrible low. And our freaking internet yeah. keeps going in and out. And so it doesn't register her through my phone all the time. So um, anyway, I slept not much that yeah. night. It was it was bad. Because you kept having to treat her and everything. Because yeah. the, the low was really, it was really rough. It was, it was a rough it one. Was, it was a bad one. But guys, rest assured, uh, she is totally fine. They overnighted her pump. Yep, um, we got we, it and took it to her dad's because that's where she was by Monday morning. Uh, it was or Friday, it was Friday afternoon. afternoon. Sorry, I don't but, know what day. It's the week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, and <laughs> and her numbers have been good. Yes, actually a little low. Yeah, well, which, which isn't bad. It's, it's fine. Yeah, her numbers yeah. have been good. <laughs> so all good. We say low for Maddox. It's normal for any other human. Right. So, yeah, but man, we had. I had some definite mom guilt mm. from this situation, yeah, which it, it's, leads us into our podcast I was going to say, it's funny you say that because yeah. 
our whole episode today is about mom guilt. It's, did you snap I snapped. It's mm. a real thing. It's a thing. And all of you know. Yeah. Oh, man. So, we have a plethora of stories. Yeah. About sure. ba- being a bad mom. Mm-hmm. And there's two of us, so we've got like double the stories, right? So Double trouble. Double, tr- <laughs> double trouble. Not in a good way. In a terrible way. <laughs> Our poor kids. Yeah. No. And, and we are the first to admit when we screw up. Sure. We, we try to be good moms, but the reality is, is that we're not always good moms. In no. fact, sometimes we are bad moms. Yeah. And... It's okay. I know you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, sometimes I'm a bad mom. It's okay. We, we can all be we bad have a moms club. sometimes. The bad mom club. Oh. We go out drinking. Sometimes. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So, so we're going to share with you some of our bad mom stories because, because we want to make you feel better about your parenting style. <laughs> and also we want you guys to make us feel better about our bad parenting moments. Let's let's for real have a club here. Let this be, guys. This this is a safe place, okay? This podcast family is a safe place. We're all family, and let's 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 uh, not judge as much as possible, okay? Okay. I think they hear okay. You have to get closer. They well, hear you. listen. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll go first. Sheesh. All right, so I think I think we've told the story before, but I'm going to go ahead and recap it. All right. A couple years ago, no, I guess it wasn't. Maybe a year and a half ago, maybe a couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, Maddox had a horrible doctor's appointment. Okay, she had staff from one of her injection sites with her pump. Um, which is the problem with having such a tiny body and having to continuously get shot with insulin or whatever and so she had staff and at first I wasn't going to go to this appointment because I was at work but Tiffany calls me and she's like I I really I need your help um because doctor like her doctor had told her this this is not going to be a good appointment she said it's going to be bad so she said okay calling in some reinforcements yeah so she calls me and fortunately my boss was like yeah that's fine uh so I went and so I was there for this appointment right and guys I've never seen Maddox in so much pain, okay, because obviously they had to lance it, right? I'm not I'm not going to go into it because it's disgusting, but they had to lance it. I was holding Maddox's hands while she was laying on her tummy, so I was staring into her face, and when I tell you, the little blonde curls on her head shook so bad from her screaming so hard, and her little face was beat red. She was crying so bad. So talk about mom guilt. Like, first of all, we felt horrible about this appointment, but it had to be done. Um, anyway, and Maddox is so tough all the time that it's really hard to see her in in that much pain over something. Um, and so anyway, she, we get done with that part. I'm like holding her after she finally calms down. We're leaving and she's telling everybody in the stinking office that she loves them. And give them hugs. She's like, bye, love you. She's like, thank you. Yeah. Like, like, (laughs) just the sweetest thing. And we round this corner and she sees this fish tank and she's like, I like fish. And I was like, you like fish? I'll go get you a fish. And my <laughs> eyes, when I say they <laughs> pierced through Alicia's soul, Absolute I cannot daggers. be, oh my God. But you know what it's like. Like you feel so bad and, and so you why go and get why, fish. Why not like goldfish crackers? Why? Those give cavities. That is a true story, actually. But, I just learned that. But regardless of their <laughs> cavity 
Cavity. Listen, Titus. Cavity. You have know. a bad mom moment, you go buy a fish. Okay, so no, that's what I did. No, buy a toy. Don't take that advice. Okay. Anyway, so, so I go I go to PetSmart after work. Why don't you go ahead and tell them what your expectation was? Okay. She said, "I'm going to get a I'm going to get a fish." Yeah. I said, "Okay." <laughs> so I'm picturing like a bowl, a few pebbles, some water, and a fish. Right? One fish. Then she tells me, "Well, no, I had to get I had to get them each a fish." So I thought, Okay, maybe two fish in the bowl. Or she goes, no, I got betas. Okay, resetting my expectations. <laughs> two bowls, some pebbles, some water, two fish, one in each bowl. No, not. No, not I came it. home with two five-gallon tanks, heaters, filtration systems. Decor. Great setup. <laughs> and two beta fish. And snails. Yeah. Now, listen, we've also mentioned that we're just waiting for these fish to die at this point because, I mean, they're eight and five and we have joint custody with their dad. So guess who takes... not the fish. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So guess who takes care of these fish? Me. Me. So... And me. Uh, And her. (laughs) But not the kids. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, guys, I get get the setup home. The girls are super pumped. And I'm like, I know. I'm so excited. And I like... Oh, what's it called? I acclimated them to the water and everything yeah. else. Like, I took all the time. I did it right. The first time. Now we, like... Now we're just, like, <laughs> spit shine the tank and call it a day. <laughs> anyway, so then I'm, like, okay, Phoenix, you want to come watch while I transfer your fish from its little cup? Here comes the bad mom moment. <laughs> to the net, to the tank, right? Like, that. Oh, gosh. This is so bad. So, I... She's, like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> So I'm over the... I don't know Bear why. Bear in mind, she picked out this fish specifically. Alicia had sent her pictures. Yeah. And she chose this fish because yeah. it was like her favorite color and it was so beautiful. And I think you see where we're headed here. Go ahead, babe. I don't know why I chose to do it this way, okay? So don't come at me. I was over the bathroom <laughs> sink. Smart place. And Phoenix had even said like, Mama, it's over the drain. And I was like, it's fine. So... Did she plug the drain? No. <sighs> I go to pour the fish out into the net. And I just went, bloop, right around it, down the drain. (laughs) Phoenix's face in absolute horror. She goes, (gasps) (laughs) and immediately starts crying. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what to do. So Tiffany luckily came and like, it had a thingy in it. You know how the drain has the little, um, like the stopper, right? If you pull, if you unhook that stopper, you pull it up. It's got a little, like, a trap on the bottom side of it. So the fish was stuck there. It wasn't in the drain. I just popped it up. And I I sure touched that fish and plopped him in the water. Forget acclimating. He's got dried toothpaste on him now. <laughs> He's Colgate fresh now. <laughs> the fish lived but oh i still haven't lived that down phoenix always talks about it remember when he threw my fish out of the <laughs> it was an amazing mom moment like in front of my kid threw this fish that she picked out down the they dang been, drain and they have been acclimating this fish for this to this oh water my gosh, for like so long. two and a half hours it really was oh yeah it, it, it was all like the, the anticipation, of the anticipation <laughs> oh and all of a sudden death no <laughs> just <laughs> Oh, it was really great. Really funny. Yeah, it was good. Now it's your know. turn. Okay. Reveal have, yourself. I have a really bad mom moment. I was pulling up to my mom's house and 
I was talking on the phone in the car. And not like I was oh, like this in is the a good car. One. The car is a terrible one. It's so bad. Uh, in the in like the car system, right? Not like on my handheld device, but through the car. And I had stopped the car, but I hadn't put it in park yet. And I realized I had stopped a little bit further down the driveway than I normally do. So I went to pull forward a little more. Unbeknownst to me, Phoenix had gotten out of the car, but just barely. And I rolled over her foot Yeah, with the car. With the car, guys. <laughs> Not like with a power wheel, but with my actual motorized vehicle. I only laughed because she was okay. Hang on. And all I could think was, I'm going to jail. <laughs> and so I, I mean, aside from I broke my daughter. So I parked the car. I got out. And she was hysterical. And then she immediately stopped. And she goes... Oh, actually, it, it doesn't even hurt. I said, wait, what? Because I thought for sure her foot was going to be crushed into a million pieces. I was going to have to go to physical therapy. I was going to have to go. She's going to yeah. have to have foot surgery. <laughs> I don't know. I took her shoe off. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There was nothing wrong with her. Thank God. She laughed. But now she tells the story. Yeah. That I ran, ran over her with the car. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't specify that it was her foot. <laughs> Did I roll over her foot? No. I, and I quote, ran over her with the car. So if you're one of Phoenix's teachers and she tells you that I ran over her with the car, please note that she was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, big mom guilt moment. Because, because... I should have, number one, noticed that my child got out of a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Here, here's a big one, though. Okay. It, it also has to do with Phoenix. So oh, far. Wait, Phoenix. <laughs> Poor Phoenix. <laughs> the Phoenix. Oh, uh, no. The firstborn. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, no. No. Well, it started with Maddox. We had some, some mom guilt about her pump and stuff. Okay, regardless. I don't know if these are about Phoenix. Poor kid. We're going to have to hug okay, her hard. I was going to say. Um, okay, so, <laughs> listen, we have really good kids. And I mean, they use their manners. They're super sweet. They have moments just like any other kid. But but overall, we have great kids. Yeah, they're we've, really good. We've been very blessed. Um, but Phoenix is super smart, and she's basically a teenager in an eight-year-old's body. And um, Tiffany was gone at work one night. And it was just me and the kids. And I was sitting on the couch doing something on my computer. And I said, oh, no, I was doing something on my phone. And I was like, hey, Phoenix, will you do me a favor? Because she was standing up. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, will you please go get my charger from my side of the bed? Right? And Phoenix was like, yeah. Um, but she was kind of, like, reluctant about it. But she's that kid who is like, yes, I for sure. She, she just does what she's asked, you know. So as she's walking down the hall, she's like, I'm not putting it away, though. Like that. And I said, well, you would if I asked you to, right? Because first of all, I was like, that was kind of bratty. But also, that's just the kid she is. If I asked her to, she would. She gets to our doorway and she goes, I'm not your servant. <clears throat> and I have never gotten up off the couch so fast. Like, I immediately oh saw God. Red charge down the hallway, huffing oh. and puffing, right? 
And she like <laughs> knows immediately. She like hands out my charger. She's like, here you go. And I'm like, turn around. Oh, I, this like even talking about it makes it's me feel so cringe. bad. Yes. It, it's very cringy. I'm like, turn around. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like backing up against, golly, against the hallway wall. And I'm like, turn around. She's like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to spank you. And she was like, no, I really don't want to. I said, I don't care what you want. Turn around and move your hand. Oh, gosh. Anyway, and I spanked her. Good. My eight-year-old. <clears throat> and who is super smart. Anyway, she goes to her room crying. I go sit back down on the couch. And I'm immediately like, why the heck did I feel the need to react so big? Like, I get so frustrated with them when they have big reactions and they're children who don't even know how to control their reactions. I'm a grown A adult. And I just busted her. And like, Phoenix is the kid that we can talk to and it and it gets the point across. Yeah. Like, we don't have to do that, you know? And so I wait a minute and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I just did that. You know, excuse my language, but basically showing my ass to my kid. I mean, really. So I go into her room after a few minutes and I sit on her floor and she immediately comes and sits in my lap. Because uh, her love language is a physical touch. Physical touch. <clears throat> so I wrap my arms around her and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I did not have to spank you. She's crying. She's like, I don't remember the last time you spanked me. I said, me neither. I was like, and I didn't have to do that. And listen, my thing is, when I have those moments where I didn't react the way that I should or I know that it, I could have done it better, I really do try hard to go to our kids and apologize to them. Mm -hmm. And some people may not see eye to eye with that, but I want them to know that saying sorry isn't a weakness. Like, it's important. And when you do something wrong, it's important to own up to it. Yeah, and admit your <clears throat> Yeah. And be able to talk to that person, mm -hmm. you know, not, not let that, um, guilt build up in you, but instead to go to that person, regardless of how they're going to react and take it mm -hmm. and say, I'm really sorry. I messed up. So I, I do, I went in there and I apologized and she of course was like, it's okay. I'm sorry. I reacted that way. You know, she's so sweet about it. And <clears throat> anyway, it ended up fine. But I can't even express just the amount of shame I felt sitting oh, on the couch. Because <clears throat> I just, I didn't have to do that. You know, it was such a big reaction yeah. just from being mad. And, and she didn't even do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. I, I have moments like that all the time. All the time. But I feel like even just differing parenting styles can solicit mom guilt oh yeah right so i have this thing and you know like like alicia you know and spanking mm -hmm. right so i don't typically spank our kids That's, no i would say that my style is very old school and i think that sometimes that can make you feel guilty yeah i think <clears throat> i think that was <laughs> <laughs> this little giggle i'm well, sorry i didn't mean to make it that way um, <laughs> I feel like my side of the family is pretty much old school. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and <clears throat> yours is, is really forward thinking. Like, and very modern when it comes to parenting. Yeah. 
um, more of like getting on their level and talking it out with them and <clears throat> different ways to have the same effect, right? Or mm-hmm. not even the same effect, a better effect, I guess. And where I'm like, because I said so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like there's a balance though, because because like you've sh- you've showed me, just talking with them on their level can sometimes give give them this sense of entitlement, like they don't have to follow the rules, they don't have to do what you say because if they have a better argument for it, yeah. then then maybe you know they can get out of it. And then the reality is, is that sometimes you just have to clean your room, like. There's not a way around it. You just They just have to. So there was, like, it was really hard for me when we first got together because Phoenix was very much so, like, let's talk all this out. Yeah. Like, I have my side, you have your side, and we'll see who's right mm-hmm. type, of, right. type of attitude. And that was really hard for me because, I, I mean, I'm from small town. Like, everybody is old school. Well, and here you know? in the South, too, mm-hmm. just yeah. in general. Yeah, kids are better seen than heard, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a thing that some people feel, but... Um, not us, but <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was hard for me. And I was like, not everything has to be talked about. Like we're the parent, you know, mm-hmm. but even like there's a line and sometimes it's hard for me to find that line. Like of when do I need to like explain things out with them? Mm-hmm. Or when do I need to try to come up with a different way to communicate when I'm angry? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the same breath, I feel like sometimes it's hard for me the other way. Like, when when do I need to say, okay, I've heard you, and and I validate your feelings, but the reality is this situation just has to move forward in the way that I'm telling you it has to move forward. And I you think know? that's another thing, too. Like, you're really good about validating their feelings <clears throat> and, like, talking that out with mm-hmm. them. And sometimes if I'm, like, really feeling it, right, <laughs> like, and you guys know what I mean, like, if I'm really feeling it, I can be super patient and, like, talk it out with them. And guess what? It always has a good ending. Like, it, you know what I mean? And I feel better when I'm able to do that. But um, there is one thing where I want my girls to be mentally tough. Like, I want them to be able to take things in stride, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they're are times when I also have mom guilt after the fact when like, I've been like, okay, stop crying. Like it's, do you have nothing to, nothing to cry about? Like it's not, it's not anything to cry about. Right. Or why are you crying? Like you don't need to be crying right now. And that's like the, I've said it that tough before, Mm -hmm. you know? And while the desired effect is like, I just want them to realize that some things, right. you, You take a breath and some things aren't worth that emotional reaction. But then afterward, I'm like, but did I validate their feelings? No, babe. You know, like when I'm crying, I don't want somebody to tell me to stop crying. Right. Like that doesn't do anything for me, you know? And it's hard for me to think that way in that situation because my intentions are good. Right. Right? My intentions are, hey, you're tough. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Not, hey, I understand how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like... I need to take time to explain that part and not be like, hey, it's no reason to cry. Like, you know, mm-hmm. pull it together. <laughs> Sometimes I need you to give me some tough love. Tell me to pull it together But I'm crying. Anyway, it's just hard. Like, I want our kids to be mentally tough and to be able to handle adversity and be able to take those things and 
you know, Mm -hmm. respond appropriately, whatever that means. (laughs) But sometimes they just need to stink and cry. Like, for real. Yeah. Mm. Me too. We are, we are, yeah, we are getting better about being like, do you just need to cry? Like, you know, and and we are. Do you want a hug? Do you need a hug, baby? Yeah. No, it's true. But yeah, I, I think we feel mom guilt about those situations a lot. But I think that so many people have what we call mom guilt about a million things. Whether you are pregnant or you're you in that infancy stage or your kids are toddlers or teenagers or they're full grown or whatever. But like, I have an unpopular opinion, I think, when it comes to um, co-sleeping. Our kids can get in our bed if it is daytime and we're like hanging out and we're watching a movie or whatever but they're not allowed in the bed at night Mm -hmm. ever for any reason which i was really surprised when we got together because you seemed like the type that would go sleep no and here's why because i'm a super light sleeper remember in the last podcast i think we talked about i just like wake up up when people are breathing yeah but but so even when they come in and even when they're sick or when Maddox's numbers are crazy or when they've had a bad dream, I hug them. I'll lay in their bed with them, but they never lay in our bed at night. And sometimes I have some real bad mom guilt about it. When when Phoenix is across the house, mm-hmm. you know, throwing up. Yeah. And then she comes to me and she said, I threw up. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I feel so bad that I'm not closer to you but at the same time i wouldn't be sleeping right so i don't know but you know what it reminds me of just a little bit sorry i i'm spitting off a little bit but i'm about to as well so oh, when i was pregnant with phoenix mm-hmm. i got a call from a maternity clothing store which is irritating already <laughs> but they asked me what my intentions were as far as feeding my child that was yet to be born. Mm -hmm. And I understand the purpose of this call in question was to get me to buy nursing bras from them. (laughs) But in no world is it a retailer's position to ask me if if I'm going to breastfeed my unborn child. (laughs) Because, unpopular belief, I did not... breastfeed her Mm -hmm. and i also didn't breastfeed maddox and guess what they don't have three heads and they're they're super smart um but lots of people like that and Mm -hmm. want to and power to those people too power to the people that do it for a couple weeks a couple months a couple years whatever to each that's a journey like that's it's it's a big yes great job high five i didn't I didn't not do it because I... Like you disagreed with it. <laughs> because I just... Yeah, exactly. I, de- I definitely didn't. And also, full transparency, I didn't even try. Like, I just didn't ever have the desire to. Ha- yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, so there's that. It's but, okay. Yeah. I have a story that's okay. going to expose my mom. Your mom? My mom. Um, my mom's perfect, so... Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but I'm the middle child. Oh my goodness. So if she hasn't told you, strap in because it's going to be a, a long journey. She'll say it in every podcast. That's how I'm from prefacing it. I'm the middle child, okay? <laughs> Listen, we went on a trip to Oklahoma to visit my uncle, okay? So it was it was me and my older brother. Gunner was there, so my younger brother. <clears throat> and then my two cousins, along with my uncle's 
Three kids, yeah. So lots of kids. Yeah, like we were all there, right? Anyway, we went to this thing called the Oklahoma Omniplex. If you haven't been there, it's a really cool place, but it's like a science museum, basically. Um, We had spent pretty much like half of the morning there, and then the other half we were going to the zoo, which wasn't very far. It was a few blocks away. But I had told my mom before we left, granted, Gunner was like super little still. I say super little. He was like maybe seven months old, eight months old. That's pretty little. Um, Maybe one. I'm not really sure. Anyway. Doesn't matter. So. (laughs) He was in diapers. Yeah, we went. He was. We went and we like had just done the photo booth where there was like pictures of me and my brothers individually and then us together. All this stuff. She sounds like such a terrible mom. I know. But then I had told her before we left, we were about to leave, and I was like, hey, mom, I want to go try to pump the ball up to the ceiling again. It was this thing where you could, this Omniplex is like a two-story building, but there was um, an exhibit where you could try to pump a little, like, lead ball all the way up to the ceiling, and it would drop down on this big gong and go around back into a hole. So I'm standing in line. She's like, sure, yeah, go. So I'm standing in line, and I turn around, I and she sees me, she smiles and waves, and I wave, and I turn back around. And I move a little bit further in the line. And then I turn around and everybody's gone. And I was like, huh? (laughs) So I look around a little bit more. And at this point, I'm nine. Right? And I walk out of line. And it's like a movie at that point. It's like... A movie where the the character is, or the main character is walking slow, like turning slowly in a circle looking around, but the room is spinning really fast. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. It was just like that. And I'm like, tears are welling up in my eyes because I don't see her or any of my family at all. And all of a sudden, this school age girl, like middle, middle school girl walks up to me and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I can't find my mom. <laughs> so she goes to her teacher, who then goes to a security guard and... Then takes us to, like, the front booth where, you know, they can maybe call my mom mm-hmm. or, or, or call, like, <clears throat> over the intercom. <throat> and anyway, they they can't get a hold of anybody. And so me and this guard are, like, walking around. And all of a sudden, my aunt comes up, which is probably, like, the second worst person to have found me. <laughs> um, and, like, her nose is red from crying and stuff. And she, like, comes up and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, good, because I'm going to kick your butt when we get back she didn't say butt but anyway (laughs) and I was like but and then I see no I lied guys it was the first worst person to find me it was your uncle right it was my uncle I knew it was who said who still said those exact words and then when we turn around my aunt is walking down the stairs the second worst person to find me and she asked on the way to the zoo are you okay I say yes she says the exact same thing so I just got threatened right and my (laughs) aunt My uncle was like, you didn't tell anybody where you were. And I was like, yes, I did. I told mom. Anyway, so that my mom told me that she even counted all the children and left for the zoo. She counted them and was like, all good. And they wouldn't have even noticed I was gone if it wasn't for my big brother who was like, where's Alicia? (laughs) So epic middle child story right there. Well, we left my stepbrother out of CC's one. <laughs> That's true. And it was more than a couple blocks, right? Yeah, he like walked, he was like walking from Bittenville to But he wasn't nine. No. But he, <laughs> it was like 14 maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. They did find him eventually, but it took a long time before we even realized he was gone. So, yeah. well, I guess we were gone. He wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. Poor dude. He survived. But, um, but you know what I think has become has come as kind of a surprise, or not a surprise, but really knocked the breath out of you. I think that you weren't really expecting what 
is just having to share the girls. Yeah. Not with me, but with, <laughs> with their dad, right? Like, we have joint custody. Yeah, we have joint custody. We don't have we don't have primary custody. We don't have sole custody. We have joint custody, which means we have our kids 50% of the time. Yeah. And it also means that we don't have our kids 50% of the time. And it has been quite challenging. Yeah. Because and I think when you're going through a divorce, there's so much to think about. Like, as far as assets and, like, how to get through it. Mm-hmm. That that's not... The first thing on your mind isn't, I'm going to have to be without my kids. I don't... I don't know that that's true. I mean, it was definitely up there. I don't... Maybe not for most people, though, because most moms are like, I have sole custody. Like, I don't think joint custody is a... is. I think there's a new law in Arkansas that came down a few weeks ago that says that joint custody is... going to be the new standard. Is the new standard. Yeah. yeah. So, But it wasn't. People, yeah, that's true. It wasn't. So people moving forward will understand that. But I, I think that, um, you know, before... Before the divorce, I um, I was a stay-at-home mom to both to both the girls, and I handled pretty much all of the decisions that when it came to them, mm-hmm. you know, what they were going to eat, and what they were going to wear, or where they were going to go, or their appointments, be with, and their doctors, and their appointment times, and and literally everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's been it has been a challenge. Going from being with them 24-7, because as you guys know, moms don't get vacation days. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. Or sick days. Or sick days, right? You're just rolling with it. But it's being with them 24-7 to only being there half of the time. And then I added, um, you know, a part-time job on that. Sorry, babe. No, Why? I have spousal guilt about that. Don't have spousal <laughs> guilt. I love my job. It's not part-time anymore, but... It, it was when I first started a part-time job, and I um, I did it while the girls were at school, and so that made it a little bit a little bit better, mm-hmm. but they were, you know, home in the summer and spring breaks, and, and I was going to work, and so that I had guilt associated with not being with them when mm-hmm. I was at work, and then <clears throat> something new happened this year. My job went from essentially a part-time job to a full-time job, and I've needed to figure out after school care. So now I have, I don't, I don't ever, I don't remember having guilt sending them to school because school was like a need, like that's something that they And it's a new step for them, right? Like it's exciting for them. Right. And, and it's required by law and you know (laughs) what I mean? Like whatever. But, but then there's this whole new set of guilt that comes in to play when I can't pick them up from school and take them home. But instead they're, we're finding an after school program for them to go to for a couple of hours and then I pick them up and then we go home or you pick them up mm-hmm. and, and I'm at work or you know I have a, a nighttime meeting and I'm not tugging them in good night that or like I get home at seven know? at night from route and they're already in bed and or you're gone in the morning before the sun comes up way before we get yeah, up and the kids yeah. are like oh mama left already yeah you I know, have it's... I have a lot of mom guilt just regarding my work schedule because right now my work schedule is very hard and I feel like on the limited days that we have them I miss out on so much time with them um that's really hard because they grow so fast and especially when we don't have them half the time it feels like every time we get them back they've grown a foot and they're just 
I don't know, developing right before our eyes, you know, it's just, it's so hard. And I know that a lot of working moms feel that way. Um, but any mom in general feels guilty about not being with their kid. It's hard, right? Like nights out are hard or they go have a sleepover. That's hard. Even if it's with their grandparents, like it's, it's hard. And we have a whole different set of guilt when it comes to Maddox because Maddox is a lot like, her diabetes is it's a beast to yeah. handle and so then you're like worried about her it's true so we tried an after school care program one day i managed to get the first one day. yeah and we've t- been it, trying for weeks and i have not she kept calling me being like i can't i can't, I can't. Like, maybe okay. next week i'd say maybe next week i can't i can't this week i'll just i'll just they'll just it's fine they don't need to go yet that's fine so we did try it out one day and the reality is is that i'm sure that this establishment would be a fine place for kids. If I was just sending Phoenix, I probably would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. But they have no experience mm-hmm. with kids with diabetes, especially kids that are young and not self-managing. Yeah. Right? Because Max is five, guys. She's not self-managing. She I've, I've... sometimes forgets to flush. <laughs> I mean, she's definitely not managing yeah. her diabetes. And so when we're finding places for them, not only do they have to be, you know, available because right now you yeah, can't find a place, ridiculous. but, but also they have to have some sort of nursing stuff. Yeah. Or some sort of knowledge at least <laughs> of, of how to handle it. Now they were very, at this place, they were very, um, you know, open to it. They were like, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, but part of that, and I was like, well, have you done it before? No, nah, no, nah, but it'll be fine. We're good. And part of that offhandedness yeah. that was, I'm sure, supposed to be comforting made me question whether or not they understand the severity of the disease that yeah. Maddox has. You know, like, her body doesn't work, guys. Like, But picture this, moms. Your kid is sick. And you can't go get them because they're with their other parent or they're with their dad, right? Like, and no offense to dads, but like when I'm sick, I want my mom. Mm-hmm. Well, you now, but oh, before. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. Talk to my mom. No, but like when I was little, right? Like when you're little and you're sick, you just want your mom. Yeah. And moms want to be the one taking care of their kids. It's like something inbred in us. It is. Know, like... It is, and it's, it's it's ingrained in there. Giving up, oh, it's so hard, especially like, and there are times, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure they say the same thing over at their dad's house, that they don't, they don't, they would rather just stay there, right? Say it's been a two day stretch. Yeah, I'm sure the transitioning so quickly is for hard. for for both households, yeah. and that I mean that in and of itself is hard. Like, well, yeah, we just want you to stay here, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't say that. We're like, yo, you have a great time. But <laughs> you have so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's so much mom guilt surrounding not having your kid with you. Half the time. That's and a lot. Why? And why? Like, why do we put ourselves through this? Let's go through, you know, ten months of carrying them or years of praying for them and then they come mm-hmm. in whatever capacity they get there. And then we don't sleep through their infancy or, <laughs> or their transition period, however you've, you've, you know, gotten your kids. But, like, we don't sleep forever. And then we finally sleep. And then, and then they grow up, which is super rude of them. <laughs> and, and as they do, like, why do we feel guilty? Because we still have to maintain a sense of life. They're, they're supposed to be added to it. Not like, yeah. 
it, but but when they come, it's like our whole world just shifts and like adjusts and wraps around them. And, and not only that, I think that society, <clears throat> you know, applies a lot of a lot of that guilt that we feel, like like gender bias. Yes, yeah. and like what's societal norms, right? You're a woman. You're supposed to be with your kid all the time, or whatever. For me, you know, or, or we talked about parenting styles earlier. Like there are so many out there, and we don't. Listen, we're not judging anybody for their parenting style. Parent whatever way works for you. Yeah. But like, I mean, I'm doing the whole mocking J symbol right now. Like the respect, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it it is what it is. But I think that a lot of times, you know, women can give each other mom guilt for oh the way gosh. that they're parenting. I remember this one play date that I went to when Phoenix was a little bitty, and they were like, "We've got these," and. Pardon me if you have these at your house. We've got these organic, dairy-free, nut-free, you know, gluten-free, all the free <laughs> snacks in um, these, you know, B- BHP-free. I don't know. You know, like BPA, all the, maybe? B- I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, okay, cool. My kid ate Cheerios off the car seat. So. <laughs> off the floorboard. I, I think we're we got out. <laughs> Yeah. And then she licked your dog's mouth. So it's fine. This is fine. So listen, the whole thing is like, we're just trying to survive, right? And be the best moms that we can be. Know that you have support here. Like, we appreciate you. We see you. And we know that you're doing your best. And I think that's all any mom wants to hear. Yeah. And mom, I forgive you. Oh, wow. Kind of. I'm almost there. <laughs> She's going to keep telling this story until the day that she dies. <laughs> I I think that this week, when you're going through your week and you have a moment of of mom guilt, um, take a breath. Yeah. And just give yourself some grace. For, yeah, like don't put that on yourself. And and I use the term mom guilt because that's what I'm I'm relating it to, but it can be dad guilt. You know, it yeah. doesn't have to be mom guilt. It can be brother guilt. Or sometimes I feel aunt guilt. Do you feel aunt guilt? Sometimes because I, before you, my niece and nephew were with me a lot. Like they would spend the night with me a lot. It was just me, right? So, Mm. I mean, I was, I was there all the time and now we live an hour and a half away from them and and Mm -hmm. I don't, we don't see them very much, you know? So sometimes I have aunt guilt. Sometimes I have friend guilt. Yeah. All the guilt, guys. Just take a breath. Give yourself some grace and know that everybody's just living their life. I mean, everybody gets busy, and you are awesome. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, that was a a fun little trip into our parenting. (laughs) You're welcome. But that brings us to our last segment. Which is, um, why don't you ask your mom this week? Mm -hmm. And, um, do we start with us? Sure. Or, okay, what did we ask our moms this week? I asked my mom if she got any symptoms when she was pregnant. Like, was she sick? Was she? No. <laughs> oh, you know what? We were talking about your mom. Oh. Not in the sense where she left you at an omniplex. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, like, just her in general. How did she get out of the bathroom? Oh, you know what? She sent that to me. Hold on. You tell yours while I look it up. Okay, well, I asked my mom... Um, what my grandfather's middle name was. I was pretty sure, but she confirmed for me what his middle name was. And it's Dean, if anybody was wondering. <laughs> but I couldn't think of it for the life of me. And so I asked her. 
Um, did you find that answer? I'm, I'm, I'm still looking. I'm, still, I'll get there. I'll get there. She's scrolling through her text messages through her, from her mom, and let me tell you, they text constantly. So I found it. Oh, okay. She says, I was stuck in the bathroom at work and sent that video to maintenance, but in the meantime, she got it open on her own. So basically, she just manhandled it till it opened. And then she was like, y'all, that, that doorknob's broke. <laughs> I heard that she... You know, just busting down the door I like would've. the police. Yeah. That's funny. Where do we leave off? Um, with the, um, I, what I talked about, um, Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Phoenix, so me and Tiffany, we're going to try um, a new church this week. We, we really want to find a church home. Um, it's a challenge for us. It is, right? We, sure have to make sure, we, yeah, we have to make sure, we have to make sure that they're affirming, um, and we think uh, so. Anyway, we're gonna tr- we were gonna try a new church this weekend, and we were telling the kids that. And Phoenix said, "Can we find a church with a lot of kids? <laughs> she doesn't want to go to you know uh, a really I would say old school church that that has a very very small children's program. She wants she wants some friends to go to church with. But I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, Alicia and I have been working out a little bit. Well. We, we did one workout. Yeah. So that's a little bit, right? What <laughs> <laughs> qualifies as a we little got, bit. We had some dumbbells in the living room. And so Maddox was like, um, can I use those dumbbells? <laughs> I was like, sure. And so so she did. And I recorded a video of it because it's real cute. Um, it's only real cute because she didn't drop it on her head. But it, right, yeah, it, yeah. it could have happened. Yeah. So, more mom guilt. They were six pound dumbbells. So they, were, they were. And she... Uh, uh, was pretending to be Louisa, and she's saying all the wrong lyrics to the song. But I have a video of it. So if we if if we can post the video, we will. But I'm gonna try to put a sound snippet in here, a sound bite in here of it. So right here, right here. Yeah. Yeah. You're the strong one. You're and I'm the I'm the crossing cross the nerf. Yeah. I don't ask how hard the work is. And a glow. Because I know how the work is. Nice. Okay. So cute, if that worked. But if it didn't, <laughs> um, we'll post it to the, to the page. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Um, uh, yeah. We had some people write in, too. And keep in mind, we haven't done um, this podcast since before the last little ice mm-hmm. came in. So this is somebody who reached out and, and said her her kids are eating her out of house at home and continue to ask for snacks during the snow break. And I just want to say it sounded like you cussed just then, but I... you said out of house and home. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out when we release oh, this. Oh, no. <laughs> out of house and home. There you go. Maybe I should say all of it in an accent. Probably not. I'm pretty bad at it. So <laughs> probably not. Anyway, she was like, if these kids don't stop asking me for snacks, I'm going to have to feed them other things like, I don't know, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then um, she also she asked her mom this week, uh, a listener asked her mom this week if she was allergic to nickel. Because our moms know everything about us. Right. Even when we don't. I'm like, I thought it was a little bit funny that she did ask about her own allergy. <laughs> but we have all been there. Yeah. You know, when you're like, hang on, this is, I was like 18 and I was on campus. I was at the, the doctor's office on campus and I remember them giving me some paperwork to fill out. And I immediately called my mom and I was like, mom, mom, I don't know what my campus address is. <laughs> She's like, baby, just use 
Yes, you smell me. I'm always okay. like, Mom, what type of blood am I? I was. I have. I don't think my mom knows what. Oh, type my of blood mom knows. Uh, mom, if you're listening to this, will you send me what my blood type is? Because <laughs> as a 34 year old woman, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but 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 I was like, I, I think it was like before I knew my social security number. I was like, Mom, I don't know my social oh security number. Oh my gosh, number. that's funny. Oh, so funny. But now, friends, rest assured, I do know my social security number. But sometimes you still forget your address. Just my zip code. <laughs> I can't for the life of me remember the zip code. I'm like, babe, what's the zip code? She's like, stop it. Just memorize it. I'm like, what's the zip code? She's like, why do you have your entire driver's license number memorized, but you can't memorize it? She does, dude. Like, I'll be like, what's your driver's license number? She's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how do you not have to look at it? I was like, I don't know. I just know it. But not our zip code. Anyway. I think I know it. What? The zip code. Yeah, what is it? 727. Five one. Yeah. Wow. Four. Everybody, give her a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. I am here all week. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for settling in and listening with us. Sorry that we missed a week. We're not going to do that again. We nah. liked it. We we like this too much. Yeah. So, um. But hey, we appreciate you guys. Remember, if you feel guilt of any kind this week, take a breath, give yourself some grace, and uh, we think you're awesome. So, anything. No, that sounded beautiful. Wonderful. All right. Give yourselves the hugs, friends. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.